I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check It Inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome you to another podcast where we'll be bringing words and teachings that will bless you and inspire your spirit. Hallelujah. So I want you to pay close attention. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. We thank you for the entrance of your word. It brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. We ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit and that our lives will be transformed, informed and reformed. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the word of the Lord, when the word of the Lord comes to you, God has come to you. Hallelujah. When the word of the Lord comes to you, God comes to you. You know, a lot of times people are praying and asking God for a visitation. But if only they knew how often they are being visited, they will pay close attention. I said it time and time again that the things of the spirit, the supernatural is not always spectacular. Hallelujah. The supernatural is not always spectacular. The miraculous is not always spectacular. Hallelujah. And God wants his people to be very attentive, to look between the lines, to see the supernatural in the natural hallelujah god wants his people to see the supernatural in the natural because there are sometimes some supernatural things are taking place but they're not spectacular they're just simple it looks like everyday thing but it's supernatural have you ever wondered where do babies come from I mean, you are here today. Let's say there are 10 people in this room. Or let's say this is a house where 10 people live. And then there are 10, just 10 of them in the house. And then after some time, maybe there's a couple amongst them and the woman gets pregnant. And after nine months, she gives birth to a baby. And so instead of 10, they become 11. Have you ever wondered where did that person come from? A, bro- a whole human being. And as that child grows, the child has his, a, a mind of his own. 
whole new human being. Where did that child come from? And you can't fabricate something like that in the lab. You can't create a human being in the lab. Hallelujah. Some supernatural things are, spectac- are not spectacular, but they are supernatural. That human being that you see now, where was this person a year ago, two years ago? Hallelujah. It's a mystery. No matter how we try to explain it based on our understanding, it's mysterious. Think about your life today. Let's say you have a child or you don't have any children. And then after some time, you have a child. Your whole world changes. Somebody has come into your life. The question is, where was that person before? These things are mysterious. They are supernatural, even though we see it happen on a daily basis. Hallelujah. So God wants his people to be alert, to see the supernatural in the natural. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For example, I said, every time the word of God comes to you, God actually comes to you. Hallelujah. Every time the word of God comes to you, it is God that is coming to you. You know, there are people who will say, if I saw God, if I saw God today, if Jesus appeared to me today, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'll do that. Well, guess what? Jesus has been coming to you. It's just that you didn't recognize him. It's possible for Jesus to be there and you don't recognize him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. After the resurrection of Jesus, uh, Mary went looking for him in the tomb and she didn't find him. And she was crying, where have you hidden my Lord? And she saw a man standing in the garden. And she thought he was the gardener, but it was Jesus. She didn't recognize him. Hallelujah. Until he revealed himself to her. That's when she recognized him. And she wanted to hug him and said, no, don't touch me because I've not yet ascended. Hallelujah. So it's possible for Jesus to come before you and you won't recognize him. Some disciples were on their way to a place called Emmaus. And Jesus appeared to them and began to walk with them. And was teaching them and talking to them. They didn't know he was the one. They didn't recognize him. They didn't, they didn't know he was the one. Until when they got to where they were going. And then he spent time with them. And he broke bread with them. And after he broke bread, the Bible says their eyes were open. And he disappeared. Hallelujah. So it's possible for Jesus to be with you, to appear to you, and you don't recognize him. The question now is, how many times has that happened? How many times has Jesus appeared to you and maybe you didn't even know he was the one? Or even angels. It's possible. Hallelujah. That angels could appear and you won't know that they are the ones. 
Hallelujah. Now, let's go, before we go on, let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. And I'm reading from verse 2. Hebrews chapter 13. And I'm reading from verse 2. It says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertain angels unawares. He said some have entertained angels unawares. Now it's, it's, it's remarkable that this is in the book of Hebrews, which is the New Testament. Because there are sometimes people think these were only Old Testament occurrences. Some people think this only hap- happened in the Old Testament, but no. It's happening even today. It's happening even now. From time to time, God sends angels to visit man. Sometimes when you are praying and asking God for something, he sends an angel to bring that thing. Too many times people have missed what the angels brought because they were unaware and they didn't entertain them. The Bible says to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Hallelujah. Receive your reception. Sometimes, I remember the story of a, a man of God. He and his wife, I think they were in a certain place. And then they looked across the street and they saw a man with crutches. True life story. And so one of them told, I think the husband told the wife also, let's go pray for that man. And they went and met him and said, can I pray for you? And the man said, okay. And they laid hands and they're praying for him and praying and praying and praying, asking for healing, something like that. When they were done, the guy was still the way he was. Then he said to them, Now, I want to pray for you. Now, that sounded weird. Because he's the one with the crutches. And he's the one that should need prayer. He's the one that looks like he needs help. And then he began to pray for them. And pray for them. And he said while he was praying, he felt fire in his words. While he was praying. And by the time he was done, they fell under the anointing. A man with crutches on the road. And so they thanked him and turned to go. As they moved a few steps, they turned back. The guy had disappeared. He was gone. This happened in broad daylight. Hallelujah. It happened in broad daylight. So God wanted to bless them. Maybe with a higher anointing or more grace or something. And he sent an angel disguised as a man in crutches. Hallelujah. So many, that's why, see, your eyes, it takes prophetic eyes to see the angel in the stone. Hallelujah. Uh, Michael Angelo that carved that angel, you know, with a sword. Angel Michael the sculpture. He was asked, how were you able to come up about this? 
And he said, while others were seeing a stone, he saw an angel. Hallelujah. He saw an angel in the stone. So it's important for us as children of God to have the eyes of the Spirit to identify, to know when it is God visiting. Hallelujah. When it is God visiting. Praise God. I'm going to read a story in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 18. Oh, glory to Jesus. And I'm reading from verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, talking about Abraham. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. I like verse 2. And he lifted up his eyes and looked up. He lifted up his eyes and he looked. What if he didn't look? Huh? He lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I'll fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that you shall pass on, for therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. How did Abraham know that there was something about these men? You know, the Bible says the lesser is blessed of the greater. So I mean, if these men were lesser than Abraham, why would he bow before them? And offer them his service and do all those things. Abraham knew something. Deep in his heart he knew that there was something about these men. It takes the eyes of a prophet to identify these things. Hallelujah. The Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he looked. It was a prompting of the spirit that made him. Just like the story I told you. Why did, I mean, it's not every day you see people with crutches that you go and pray for them. Even Jesus didn't pray for everybody that was sick. He didn't pray for everybody that was sick. In fact, the Bible says there was a pool called Bethesda. And there were so many sick people in that place. Jesus didn't go to pray for all of them. He went to one particular man who the Bible says was impotent in his feet. He went to that one man and healed that man and he left. He didn't pray for everybody else. So it's not like you go, everybody you see on the street, you start praying for them. No, it was a prompting of the Spirit. Hallelujah, a prompting of the Spirit. If we can learn to yield ourselves to that inner prompting, that prompting on the inside, if we can learn to yield ourselves to it, what amazing results we'll get in life. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. What amazing results. Abraham had that prompting on the inside. Somehow, I don't know how, I don't know, but somehow he knew that there was something about these men. He knew there was something about these men. Hallelujah. And he charged. He ran towards them. He bowed before them. He bowed before them. And he offered his service. And the Lord, um, the angel said, okay, this thing you're saying, go ahead and do. He was testing him. Now that time, Abraham had been praying for over 25 years for the fruit of the womb for a child. And in the process, trying to help God, he went on to get a son, Ishmael. But God said, that's not the child I was talking about. This one will come from your wife, from Sarah. So the prayer of 25 years was about to be answered. But the God came with angels. It was a test. His reception of that miracle, if the miracle was going to happen, it was dependent, it would be dependent on how he responds to the Lord and the angels. And deep down, Abraham knew and he responded well. And then if you go to verse 7, okay, verse 6, And Abraham hastened unto the tent, unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quick three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hurt. Hallelujah. Now, there's so many things to get here in this verse 6. Imagine Abraham ran to his wife and he gave her instructions without explaining. Do you know that there are some women who their husbands will approach them and tell them to do that thing? And she will say, you go do it yourself. He, didn't, he just told her, gave her instructions, and she did it without asking questions. My question to you, dear sister, if your husband just comes and gives you instructions, like, will you do it? Especially when this man is a prophet. Ha! But that's another day's talk. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf and ten, uh, a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it and he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat he took the best of the calves those days, they had what they call fattening cows. They would take care of that particular animal because they give it to special guests. Abraham took the best and prepared a wonderful meal and went to present it. All he knew were it was three men. But deep inside his spirit, he knew that there was something about these people. Hallelujah. And they brought the food. All the while, the Lord was just looking at him to see what he would do. And Abraham responded perfectly, excellently. 
and the Lord was eating. As it, like, have you ever thought about it? God ate. The Bible says so. He ate. Hallelujah. And then after eating, while they were eating or, or something, or maybe after eating, verse 9, and they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? Do you understand? They wanted to give, hey. Remember the Bible says that Sarah was barren. So they wanted to give her fruitfulness. So they asked, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. Because Abraham had played his part. And Sarah also indirectly, she played her part. Because imagine if Sarah had said, no, I'm not doing this thing, or she refused to do it, or something like that. They would have left with the blessing. And they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time, this, the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, I'm definitely going to come back. And Sarah is going to have a son. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. By that word, the barren womb became fruitful. By that word. Hallelujah. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be Sarah after the manner of women. Hallelujah. So not only was she barren, she was past the age of childbearing. So it was like an impossible situation. But not with God. The Bible says with men it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Sarah doubted a bit. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At that time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. The miracle was still going to happen, even though Sarah laughed. Do you know why? Because it was not about Sarah. It was not about Sarah. Hallelujah. It was not about Sarah. It was about the faith of Abraham. And that's why Abraham is called the father of faith. Hallelujah. He said she would definitely have that son. And Sarah denied saying, I laugh not for she was afraid. And he said, no, nay, but thou didst laugh. He said, no, you laughed. Hallelujah. It's amazing. God is, is, is amazing. He didn't condemn her. You, this woman, you bloody liar. You lied flat. We heard you laughing. I have a recording, in fact. 
and then angel let's say it's angel gabriel and michael michael where is the recording bring the tape out you laughed why are you lying no wonder you've been barring all this long because of your lies he didn't attack <laughs> he didn't attack her he just said but you laughed you laughed and he left it like that hallelujah glory to god and as you know the story eventually she conceived and she gave birth to a son whom they named Isaac. Glory to Jesus. The word of God came to pass. When there is a visitation in your life, something changes. Hallelujah. Something definitely changes. But then I say, that's what I was saying from the beginning. Don't wait for the spectacular. Some people will be like, okay, let me wait and pray that the angel visited, visits me just like visited Abraham. It may not happen like that. And that's why I said to you earlier, every time the word of God comes to you, God is actually visiting you. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Every time the word comes to you, it actually is God visiting you. Every time the true word of God comes to you, God is visiting you. But can you lift up your eyes like Abraham did? It takes a prophetic anointing to identify God. Hallelujah. To identify the voice of God. It takes the prophetic anointing. There was a young man called Lot who was Abraham's nephew. And the Bible says that while Abraham was leaving his father's land, he took Lot along with him. And by reason of association, the prophetic anointing was rubbed off on Lot somehow, even though Lot was not a prophet. The Bible just says he was a righteous man, but it didn't say he was a prophet. And by association, that prophetic thing was rubbed off on Lot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to chapter 19, Genesis chapter 19, verse 1, and you are going to see something. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 1. Glory to God. Look at it. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, that's in the evening, and Lord sat in the gate of Sodom. Abraham sat at the door of his tent. Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. Similar, okay? And Lot seen them. He saw them. He rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Exactly the same thing Abraham did. In the case of Abraham, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he saw them. In the case of Lot, he says he saw them. Most definitely, he also lifted up his eyes. Exactly the same thing. Same response. And verse 2. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early, and go on your way. And they said, Nay, but will abide in the streets all night. Now these angels came with a blessing of deliverance because Sodom and Gomorrah were about to be destroyed. But these angels came to save Lot and his family. 
And him receiving them was very important if they would save him. Hallelujah. Because of the prophetic anointing that was rubbed off on him by reason of association with Abraham, he was able to identify them when they came. My question to you is, when they come, will you recognize them? Will you identify them? When they come, will you recognize them? Will you identify them? Hallelujah. Lord, so received them, if you read further, to the extent that he was willing to sacrifice his daughters for the sake of these strangers. Now, that was a bit extreme, but you see, reading that part, you understand that Lot knew that there was something different about these people. He knew it. Hallelujah. Can you know when they come? Can you know? The secret to knowing when they come is your attitude towards the word of God. If every time the word of God comes to you and you have an open heart to receive the word, the day the angels show up, you will, you will recognize them. The day Jesus shows up, you will recognize him. Hallelujah. There are some people, they don't, they, they, they don't, they, they don't want to have anything to do with the word. Hallelujah. They don't want to have anything to do with the word. They are looking for the spectacular, but they don't want to hear the word. If you don't know the word, when the living word himself, Jesus, shows up, you won't recognize him. You will miss him. When the angels show up with the word, you won't recognize them. Hallelujah. David said, how sweet are your words to my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. How sweet are your words to my taste. What is your reception like every time the word of God comes to you? How precious is the word of God to you? That's how you will know if you will receive the angels or not. Hallelujah. Abraham recognized them and he went and he received his blessings. Lot, by reason of association, he recognized them and he received the blessing of protection. His wife, you see, you see, you see. I told you about Abraham's wife. When Abraham gave Sarah instruction, she quickly did it. But Lot had a wife. He said, let us go. She was going, but her heart was back there. Only God knows she probably was quarreling with the man. So why are you, why are you saying not to go? What is that? He said, nah, 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 nah. And how did she probably turn back? Because Lot was a very wealthy man. The woman probably had a lot of jewelries and gold and all that stuff. So she was probably thinking of how to take her things. And the instruction was, don't look back. And Lot told the whole family. The children obeyed. But the woman didn't obey. And because of that, she turned to a pillar of salt. She lost her life. Hallelujah. So many things to learn in this story that I read to you. So many things to learn. What is your response to the word of God? How do you respond to the word of God? 
the way you respond to the word of God will show if you will identify the Lord when he shows up or not. If you would respond to the angels when they show up or not. The way you, I, you, 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 your reception of the word. And like I said in the case of Lot. Lot was not a prophet. The Bible says he was a righteous man. But he was not a prophet. On the other hand, Abraham, the Bible says, was a prophet. So by reason of Lot associating with Abraham, the prophetic anointing was rubbed off on him. So when you are associated with a man of God who has an anointing, as you were there listening, association basically is listening. If you say you're connected to a man of God, but you're not listening to the person, you're not connected. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, keep my words. So your connection is in the words. So as you keep listening to these words, that prophetic anointing is rubbing off on you, rubbing off on you. Hallelujah. Some years ago, I'm going to end with this. Some years ago, I was in Nigeria and I, I got into a, a bus. I was to go somewhere. And this man came preaching. This man came preaching in the bus and he was preaching. And I felt the power of God, the anointing. I was already born again. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was already in ministry and all. But I was so blessed by his message. And so when he was done praying, people started giving offerings, you know, to appreciate him and all. And the amount of money I gave to him was higher than what anybody else gave. And the guy looked at me and his eyes changed. And he began to pray for me. He began to speak words. He says, money is going to come to you. And he began to mention currencies. Money is going to come to you. So much money, more than what you can handle. And he said, God will give you a voice. You will be heard in the nations of the world. I didn't know this man. I'd never met him before. But something touched me on the inside. I just knew that he was not just some other person trying to do merchandise with preaching. Something deep inside of me. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. And I responded by sowing that seed. And this man spoke those words of blessing. And that was the last time I saw that man. I never saw him again. I've never seen him in my life. I don't even know him. I didn't know his name. Hallelujah. But the Bible says people have met angels on our ways. Who knows if that man was an angel? Hallelujah. And then when we talk about angels too, don't only look at the spirit beings, the angelic beings that come from heaven. There are also angelic beings that are human beings. Let me put it that way. These are servants of God. People that God sends. For example, the, the widow in Zarephath. Elijah was sent to bless her so she would never lack food in her life. So in that instance, he was like an angel. And she was wise. Even though he asked her for food and everything, she was wise. She had the last, but she decided to share with him. And she was blessed. She never lacked food until the famine was over. Hallelujah. So when we talk about angels, it's not just no angelic 
uh, beings that appear like that. It could be servants of God. The most important thing is that your, your, your eyes are opened to know when it's a visitation. And then you respond and you get a blessing. So number one is your reception, your attitude towards the word of God. If you have a good attitude, every time the word comes to you, your spirit is open to receive. The day Jesus appears, you will, you will also receive. And then number two, your connection. If you don't have that prophetic anointing yourself, your connection to somebody who is a prophet, who has that anointing, it can rub off on you just like it did with Lot. And you will just know and you will receive. Hallelujah. And when you do, I tell you the truth, your life will be a function of grace. Grace, where others are struggling, you will just be bubbling. It's not your fault. Do you understand? It's not your fault. Don't ever apologize for being blessed. Do you understand? Don't ever apologize for being blessed. Life is a function of grace. If you are blessed, you are blessed. Hallelujah. So when you understand this thing, you just be receiving things from the realm of the spirit. Where others are struggling, people are crying, you'll be flying. It's just like that. It's not your fault. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope you've learned something today. Because even now, as these words are coming to you, it is God visiting you. As you receive this word, the day the angels will appear physically, you will also receive them. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word that you've brought to us, enlightening us on how to receive angelic ministrations and visitations. Lord God Almighty, that prophetic anointing to identify the visitation of the Lord, we receive it even now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when that day comes, Lord, we will respond in the right way and receive whatever blessing you have released to us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've learned a number of things today. Hallelujah. And I believe that you're not just a hearer of the word, but you are a doer of the work. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm going to come to you again with more words and teachings that will bless you and inspire your spirit. But until we see you again, keep believing in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.